Hey everyone, looks like the waters have been muddied. Seems like paid versus organic marketing is always on top of everybody's mind. And what's working better in 2023? Is there a preference of which way you go? Lots of other influences like the changes in iOS, AI flooding the market. We have lots of questions. So if you have any questions or concerns or confusion around whether you should use paid or organic marketing, you're in the right place. That's what we're covering on this week's episode of The Growth Engineers. All right, welcome everybody to this week's episode of The Growth Engineers. I'm Dean Isaacs, and that is Atiba D'Souza, my partner in crime. We're excited about today's episode. This week's episode, yes. we've got a lot to cover, and we've got some confusion to help people get past, right? When we think about marketing at Tiba, there's lots of channels, lots of ways to do it, organic and paid, and the list goes on and on. And so really, that's the goal of today is to help people think through, is there a better way to market with these options that we have on the table? And in particular, paid versus organic marketing. So yeah. let, let's start right at the top, right? Let's get kind of a high level. Let's Maybe we should even start with... Maybe describe the difference. When we talk about paid versus organic, lay out the, the roadmap, man, for, for our listeners. Yeah. Explain what that's all about. Yeah, no, absolutely. And so let's start off with paid, okay? Because a lot of people have heard of paid marketing, and that's what most people think of because that's what marketing has been forever. Like if you wanted to market something, you went to a magazine, you went to the TV, and you paid them to show your ad. That's mm -hmm. paid marketing. Well, fast forward now, and we have the internet, we have social networks. More importantly, we have these entities that have brought together eyeballs that we think some of those eyeballs need to buy our product, that we can affect them. And so we go to those entities and we say, hey, listen, please, would you show our ad in exchange for some money? And we want to show our ad to these people. And they say, sure, we'll do the best that we can for you. And they take your money and they show the ad. That is paid marketing in a nutshell. Okay. Whether it's Google, whether it's Facebook, whether it's TikTok, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, any of those networks. Okay. Anywhere you go, so that is the paid market. Now, they may do it slightly different, each one of the networks, but the essence of it is the same. Organic, on the other hand, says, okay, Mr. or Mrs. Network Owner, I'm going to create some content, and I'm going to create some content with the understanding that your goal is to keep people on your platform. And so I'm going to create some content that I think is going to be really impactful to some people on your platform that they're going to want to see it and consume it. And when they do, they're going to stay on your platform longer. So we're going to enter into this air handshake type of agreement where I'm going to say, hey, I'm going to send some content to you. And, you know, go ahead and put it out there. <laughs> It'll help people stay, right? And yeah. then they get to decide, do they believe you or not? Now, that's one side of organic marketing. There's also the other side of organic marketing, which is marketing to lists that you own. You see, in the first example or in the paid example, you're marketing to lists that you're renting or borrowing. Somebody else has already collected 
all of these people and you're asking permission to show your content. A list that you own, that's like your email list. People who have subscribed to your emails, you can send them anything you want at any time you want. Mm-hmm. That's also a form of organic marketing. So those are the two primary types there that we're dealing with, paid versus organic. And Dean, I know you're going to ask me the next question, which one's better? <laughs> right. Yeah, and don't say it depends, right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so which one's better? Maybe, since I can't say it depends. There you go. <laughs> but here's the deal. Number one, you need both. There is no business that doesn't need both. You need both. How you use each, that matters. And it matters on what your goals are. So let me give you an example. Real talk example, okay? Real talk. So right now, we just finished our first AI tool that we're bringing to market, which is an email generator. Now, we're bringing this to market. AI is super hot right now. And tools are coming out all day long, right? If we decide to say, hey, let's just create some content and over the next two years, hope that some people will buy it, by then, we'd have missed the boat. Yep. And so in this case, we have to use paid marketing because speed matters. Because speed matters. Yep. The flip side, Dean with your brand, Right, your brand's been around for a little while, and it will be a lot around for a lot while longer. You can use organic marketing to build an audience and to build credibility over time because you have time on your side. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so that's the first evaluation that you need to do. It's like, how quickly do I need this to turn? How quickly do I need this to turn? But there's a caveat: you have to always remember with paid marketing. The moment you stop paying is the moment the customers stop coming. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. So speed, right? Speed is a crucial consideration. I would just add a thought that if you're relying heavily on paid, but you're not building a back end of your own list and establishing relationships with your market, you turn that spigot off and the world ends, right? So yeah. you can leverage the reach of paid to build your organic reach yes. as well. Yes. So yes. that's something that, you know, I think we see people lean heavily one way or heavily the other. And to your point, you're 100% on target. Using both is critical. But you have to be able to leverage both. Sometimes you can use organic to figure out a better paid strategy and a better and use paid strategy to figure out your messaging for your organic. So it works well together. Yes. So here's one of the pushbacks I get from clients, and I'm sure you hear it a lot, is, well, we don't have the money to invest in paid. So organic isn't free, right? It isn't. There is hard costs built into that that are different to pay. So tell us about that, you know, dealing with the competition, you've got to have content, all of this yeah. stuff, you know? Yeah, and Dean, I'm going to get to that, but let me deal with something too that you said just now, because this is a real story that happened just this morning. Okay. A friend of mine sent me an image of a webinar that he's doing. And he said, Hey, I'm doing this webinar. I'm trying to get people in so that I can sell my course. Right. 
Now, I know him. He's built a great community online. He's got followers, really engaged, so on and so forth. And I said to him, I said, okay, are you doing organic or paid with this? And he said, well, I'm going to try to do organic because, you know, we don't got the money right now to put behind the pay to do this and blah, 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 right? And I said to him, I said, yeah, I get that. And so what's the strategy for the organic that you're going to use? And I said, while you tell me that, let me share something with you, right? And I went through. And so this is how, and in his case, speed, his event is in a week. Oh, and wow. he wants people to register to be at that event. And you got a week. You need speed. Organic is going to be too slow in that sense, unless you've got a massive millions of followers, yeah. which he doesn't. He has right. thousands, but not millions. Okay. And he wants to get a hundred people in the room. It's not going to happen. So you need the speed there. And, and he said, well, how am I going to make this work? So here's this. You can get registrants for less than a hundred dollars in a week. So well, well, how? Well, there's strategies that you can use. And so this is now where when you get into paid, there are different strategies that you can use based on your situation that would be more or less expensive to get you to your end goal. Okay. Now, we're not going to go too deep into that strategy right now, but I wanted to just kind of put that out there, there that sometimes it is that you can do paid and it isn't as expensive as you think it's going to be. Okay. And in his case, well, let me actually back up and say this, because with organic, you're always creating content. We're creating content. We're putting more content out there. We're trying to get it in front of eyeballs. And we create more content and put it out there. Trying to get it in front of eyeballs. We create more content, put it out there. It takes time and money to do that. That's right. That's it that does. hidden cost. Yeah. It's right. a very hidden cost. In this strategy, when I did with him, I went through his Instagram over the last year. And we found posts in his Instagram that he could use for those ads. So his real cost was going to be $100 in a week to get registered in his room. That's a no-brainer, right? No-brainer. There's this concept of ROAS, and some of our listeners oh. may have heard return on advertising spend. Yeah. So if I said to you, Atiba, right, if you're going to spend 1000 bucks in advertising, and that's going to convert into $30,000 in revenue, that's a direct correlation to that ad campaign, is that... Worth no your return? It's a no-brainer. So it's not the $1,000 spend. It's the return on that investment and having an effective strategy because we've all seen people that spend money on ads and they don't get anywhere. So it's yeah. not just throwing money at ads, having a good strategy, working with someone like you that can, can formulate that. But it's not just the spend. It's the return on that spend you have to look at. So right. ROAS is a hugely important concept that often people overlook completely. Well, and people overlook it, and then it gets muddied and completely obliterated on the organic side because people then say, well, what's my ROAS for organic? And ROAS for organic, whether you like to believe it or not, is very hard to measure, right? Because in paid, you're literally measuring the action that someone took on this ad, right? Here's the truth. Even that's not right because you don't know that they didn't also see five other of your organic pieces that then made them want to convert more on that ad. Or maybe they saw two ads that made them want to convert on that ad. But when you don't even have that tracking and you're just looking on the organic, ROAS becomes, a, oh, it is much harder to quantify. Attribution, right? How do you attribute a lead from your organic activity? It's so hard because we want people to have interactions with lots of pieces of content over time. You can't say that thing did that, but what you can with advertising. Yes, so. you absolutely can. And, you know, 
the reality there of attribution, which is a whole nother topic, mm-hmm. right? Is even in the ads, it's hard to measure. And it's like, where did it actually come from? Okay. And if you're a small business owner, you're listening to us. And I'm saying this because you may be like we are small business owners. You're not at that place yet where like some people I know who are spending fifty, a hundred thousand dollars a month on ads. If you're spending fifty hundred thousand dollars a month on ads, you don't listen to what I'm about to say. Okay. <laughs> if you're, you know, spending under two thousand dollars a month on ads or even under two thousand dollars a month on your organic marketing, here's what I want to want to say to you is how do you measure your OS? What you need to measure is Okay, what was my income this quarter versus last quarter? Because you don't have enough data and you don't have enough tools to even measure your true ROAS. Yep. Right? Because you're not going to spend $10,000 a month to measure ROAS. That doesn't make any sense. Nope. But you can see, yes, we have grown. Yep. Yes, we have grown. Yep, yep. And there are some simple things, even just like speaking to that new lead and remembering to ask the question, where did you find us? Yes. Right. And often you'll get, I got a generic Google search or I saw you on LinkedIn or whatever, but you can dig in, you can get a little sense of direction there. So I think that's that's really important. So let's, let's switch gears a little bit. So you and I both have a big belief in understanding our all target audience and buyer's journey and all that stuff. So how would you talk about Understanding your target audience with both paid or organic, and how important is that in terms of really getting results? Yeah, it's super, super important, right? So, again, you know, one of the things here, we're going to give you real talk, right, and tell you what's really going on. So, I just boosted in the last week four ads or four posts on TikTok for the very first time to see how the TikTok algorithm with boosting would work. Okay. So when you go in and you say, okay, I want to spend $10 a day for two days. That's all I did. I'm going to talk about big money here, guys. Okay. On this post, I'm going to spend $10 on per day on this post for two days, $20. That's it. TikTok says, okay, well, let's talk about audience. And it will tell you, you know, we choose the audience recommended, or you can dis- define the audience for yourself. So on the first two, I said, you know what, let me see what TikTok does. And I said, TikTok, go choose the audience. Everyone talks about how great TikTok's algorithm is and how it gets you the right people, right? I said, prove it to me. Go. (laughs) Here's $40. Go. Now, what happened? Oh, my gosh. We got tons of views. Oh, my gosh. On those posts. We got tons of new followers. It was great. Campaign is ending. I go look at the analytics, and I see that 60% of the people who viewed the post were under the age of 18. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So much for targeting, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No. Right. So the third one, I decide, screw this. I'm going to go in and target myself. 55% under the age of 18. And I left out (laughs) under the age of 18. Wow. Yeah, I was a little disappointed. And so here's what I'm saying to you. You do have to know your audience, and sometimes the algorithms do stupid stuff. But here's the key, and this is TikTok, my first experience with TikTok. Facebook, I can tell you, is a ton better. Google is even better than Facebook, right, at helping you hone in. And with Facebook, one of the things I love with them is they will even tell you you've honed in too much, 
mm-hmm. and you need to go a little bit broader. They're going to look at your copy. They're going to look at who you're trying to target and say, you're too tight or you're too broad. They'll tell you when you're in that sweet spot for advertising and in terms of the size of the audience, right? Because here's the key. If you're going to spend money for someone to look at your ad, you want to make sure that more of the right people are looking at your ad than the wrong people. Mm-hmm. Right? It's one of the things that we see a ton with people will say, hey, I'm getting tons of views to my landing page, but I'm not making any sales. Yep. Right. Because your ad was good, but the targeting was bad. So the ad got people to click on it, but it's the wrong people. And that has no value for you whatsoever. Yep. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Same thing on the organic side. Now, on the organic side, it's about voice more. Right. So you can set targeting on the paid side and you still got to worry about voice. But on the organic side, it's 100 percent about the voice of that persona and speaking to that person in a voice that they're going to relate to and relate with. Okay, because you want your messaging to repel people and attract people. So if they're not the right person, you want your messaging to repel them. They should see it and say, I never want to see your stuff again. Yeah. And if they're the right person, you want them to say, oh, my gosh, can I consume more? Yeah, I love it. I think this concept of qualifying with messaging is hugely important. And I would even take it. I'd add one more thing to what you just said. And the messaging is going to attract. And sometimes your messaging will attract that broad audience, right? Mm -hmm. And a segment of that broad audience is people that could buy. But you've got these peripheral people that are still interested in your stuff, but they won't buy. As you get them through this funnel process, one way to qualify out is price. Yeah, oh, yeah. Describing your persona. If you put on your landing page, this is a $2,000 offer. Those that don't have two grand, what do they do? They bounce. Wow. Those that have two grand and are interested will stay around. So the people that don't have the money are interested in the offer but don't have the resources. That's okay. right? They can certainly get help elsewhere. So don't be afraid to use price, not on the front end with the ad probably. But yeah, you definitely not. In your situation, but on that back end landing page, disqualify them. I mean, you can even use a profile like a description. If you fit this criteria, click through. Yes. If I don't fit that criteria, I'm probably not going to click. I'm going to move on. So all of these tools can be used for qualifying, disqualifying. And I think that's hugely important for people. No, it absolutely is. And I'll tell you guys a story on this. And this is not a digital marketing story, although it is a story about digital marketer, the brand. Okay. So a few years ago, I was at Traffic and Conversion Summit. And at Traffic and Conversion Summit, they had a booth for War Room which was their mastermind program. Now, if you want to consider what the floor of an event looks like with booths, everybody knows what that looks like. It's a trade show floor. Okay. Well, War Rooms was different because it was literally the size of probably 12 booths. It had a fence around it. It had sand on the floor. And then it had a hut with a bartender. (laughs) <laughs> and a place where people were lounging. Okay. Yes. And so I see this. I want to go and approach. I approach to the door, get in, and a bouncer stands in front of me. And he says, how are you today? I said, I'm great. 
and said, what is this? He said, this is warm. Can I come in? He said, well, let me ask you a question. He says, what was your annual revenue last year? And he asked three questions. And he said, well, sir, I'm sorry, but you don't qualify for entry. Wow. Okay. Now you're saying, okay, well, how does that relate in the digital sense? Well, that's what Dean was just saying. Yep. That's yep. that statement that says, if you're this, then keep reading. <laughs> right? Yeah. That's interesting. Wow. And to do that in live in person, that takes some cojones. That some balls. <laughs> for sure. All right. I got one more question for you before we wrap up to this week's episode. You mentioned Google earlier. And of course, Google paid ads. We know all of that. But SEO. Mm -hmm. So tell me, how does SEO, search engine optimization, really affect, does it even affect our paid marketing? And if so, how? Oh, yeah. So this is not even new. Okay. I'll be honest with you and tell you, I learned this in 2009. In 2009, I learned this. And it was right around that time that Google released uh, what they call the Q score, the quality score. And in your ads, inside of Google, every keyword, right, had a Q score rating. And that Q score rating said, how much does the landing page that this ad takes you to, how relevant is it to this keyword? And the higher the Q score, the cheaper your ads were. The lower the Q score, the more you pay to show your ads. That was the moment in time when I realized that, okay, so if we actually master SEO, on-page SEO of putting quality content on a page that's related to this topic, right? So we can't just put up a landing page that just sells a thing, right? But if we actually put a landing page and put quality content there, Google's actually going to charge us less to run ads. Consequently, what ended up happening was as we did that, those pages ended up on page one of Google and the ad ended up on page one of Google. Now I've got double listings. That's pretty smart. So what so, you're yeah. telling me is don't send your ad traffic to a generic homepage on your website. No. Not a good choice. Traffic. Never, yeah. never, 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 ever, ever. Right. And the other side of that reality is you can say, well, okay, that's Google, but does Facebook do that or does TikTok do that? And they don't, they don't, rate your landing page nearly as much as Google does. But here's what does happen in the user's mind. And I'm going to tell you this because you know this is true. How many times have you seen an ad? You may have clicked on it. You may have looked at it. You may say, oh, that's interesting, right? I did this with a pair of shoes recently. Oh, that's really interesting. Maybe I want to get those shoes. And then you don't buy them right then. You don't take action right then. But later on, you go back to Google and you search. Well, if I can't find you, Right? Do I wait for another ad or do I just go buy shoes from someone else? Which brings us full circle back to attribution, <laughs> where we started with all of this of yeah. realizing that, yeah, how does that sale count? And that's why, if you're a small business right now, I'm going to tell you, you can get so lost in ROAS, you can get so lost in attribution, you can get so lost in cost per click, you can get so lost in all of these things. Look at your profit margins and how much did your revenue grow quarter over quarter? Not month over month, quarter over quarter. And if you're seasonal, then consider season to season. Yep. And if you can break it down to 
revenue growth from existing clients versus new logo, new client. Even better. That's the next level of simple, but yet really important data that you can use to continue to grow your business. Even better. Very cool. Awesome, Atiyah. This is a great episode. Lots of stuff to cover. We could probably spend a week nonstop talking about this. There's so much to cover, but hopefully our listeners got some really good insights into how to think about paid versus organic and how they work together to really grow your reach and your brand. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, buddy. Hey, everybody. We'll see you on the next episode next week.